Oh my goodness. Well, hello and happy Wednesday, friends. Welcome once again to Wednesday Up Late, the podcast, podcast slash podcast, <laughs> brought to your ear holes by this hot mess and uh, my good old buddy. <laughs> I'm Glenn, by the way. <laughs> or Glennifer Aniston, as we like to call him. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm pretty good. Chloe, did you introduce yourself? I don't think you did. I did, I did. Did you? I just wasn't paying yeah. attention. It's hot uh, mess, but I did say Chloe, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Glenn, we're our new listeners before they tune out over oh, yeah. every... Hurry up, quick. <laughs> Get them. <laughs> we, um, we sound really good, I know that, but we do sound even better from the Newsly app. The Newsly app is a super duper trooper app that's available on Apple and on Android and brings you all the news, top trending stories and articles to the palm of your hand. You can cater it to topics and articles that suit your interests and then it reads it back to you in a soothing, natural human voice, which is lovely and super convenient for those little busy bees that are on the go. But, Glenifer, that is not <laughs> the best part. The best part for our watchers and listeners is that we have a special discount code. And who doesn't love a discount? Wednesday up late, all one word. You use that on the Newsly app and you will get yourself a whole free month of the Newsly's premium service. Indeed. Well done. Amazing. Now you can chillax. <laughs> Now, Glenn, um, off screen, you were telling me that I was way more talented than Julie Andrews, and I'd really like you to elaborate, please. Elaborate what? Yep. You heard me. <laughs> what are we talking about here? I don't know, man. I'm just, um, you know, you know what Okay, so she, yeah, she's throwing mysterious, um, unexpected, and quite frankly, fake uh, <laughs> conversations into the air. Fake news. Um, I wanted to quickly touch upon something that I know that you did um, a few days ago. Because mm-hmm. uh, you sent me a, a, a Snapchat of it. Uh, mm-hmm. You watched Possible 3. I did. Now, I watched... the backstory. The backstory here for people is I've taken, it's been a long time for me trying to get you to get into this franchise. Um, you know, I, I love the franchise, but I did mm-hmm. tell you recently that just skip number one and two because if, you know, they just feel different to the rest of them and number three yeah. is where it really hits the ground running. What did you think? You know what? I zoned out a little oh, bit, come on. a little bit, but I really enjoyed it. And I'm actually planning on watching the fourth one. Cool. This coming they just week. Get so, better. They just get better. You know, I've heard the same thing from a few people now that you can, you don't even need to worry about the first two, just skip to the third and just go for it. Yeah. I, I got a weird sort of comparison to make in terms of how Tom Cruise delivers his character. Sure. He's very, he can, not always, but he can be very Marty McFly, I feel like, in the way that he delivers some of his lines. When he's when he's toned down, for sure. Yeah. yeah. When he's toned yeah. down, like at the end of the movies when he's talking to his wife, it's, it's I don't know, I just got Marty McFly vibes yeah. and I think that's what made me like it a little bit more. <laughs> One thing I really love about um, Tom Cruise, and it's something you should watch out for, um, and, and they say that a good actor should never show the process of acting, like you should never be able to see through the character, but there's a thing that Tom Cruise does that you can see and I don't think it matters. I think it actually, for me, makes me like him more. So when he gets really angry or in some kind of heightened state of emotion, he's, he clenches his fist and you can see him clench his arm 
And as he delivers the line, he does this, right? So you can see yeah. the tension. The tension goes right up his arm. And you can actually see it happen. It goes up his arm and then it comes out. Mm-hmm. And it's just the best. Just the best. Yeah, look, it's not it's not hurting your case um, in my in my journey to like <laughs> Tom Cruise. It's yeah. not. Um, I did quite enjoy him in this movie. I know hate I, you hate to say it, but you know. No, I don't even hate to say it anymore. You know, like because it's just <laughs> he's just theatrically not disappointing me. I think you've I, well. I think I think to be honest, I've I've watched this progress. I think what it is is you've actually put like a, a pretty big wall in between Tom Cruise the actor and Tom Cruise the person. I but think even, I put a big wall between Tom Cruise the dickhead. The, persona that you perceive on the outside of his movies and the Tom Cruise that he shows and his talent that he actually has. So I think I've finally created that wedge where I can separate (laughs) the two and it's, it's starting to be really enjoyable. Having said that, he's done some great red carpet moments too in interviews lately. I think too, he's matured as a human and he's like just different, you know, off camera. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. I I agree with you. I agree with you. Let's play a game. Yay! Actually, We're going to so, play. Sorry, that, that should have been your job. You're hosting. You should have been the I, one that said I that. I am hosting. You're just so good at it, and it's fine. Oh, I forgive you. It's fine. We are, we're we're going to play a game, and we've played this. Oh, no, this is a new one, isn't it? Yeah, We haven't played new. this game before. This is called Which One Came First? Um, we are a family-friendly show. <laughs> yeah. It's not about that. Okay. You've really got to you got to really move on from that first statement and just you know. Yeah, we might change the title on that one, but basically, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to name four movies, and then we have to kind of decide which one came out first and see how we go. Since we're not the being family friendly, I mean, we're not X-rated. <laughs> that would be a whole other show. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first, or would you like me to? Oh, leave? you go first. Okay, I'll leave first. Okay. So, my first little grouping that I have for you. Yep. Which one came first? Evil Dead, War Games, Blade Runner, or Blue Lagoon? Great one. Um, So, definitely Evil Dead, then War Games. Blade Runner. Evil Dead, Blade Runner, War Games, Blue Lagoon. You almost have that correct. Uh, almost. Blue Lagoon wrong? Do you, yeah. Do you want to flip any of them around? Uh, War Games and Blue Lagoon? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> pretty much. So it goes Hang Blue on, Lagoon. Pretty much or yes. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I'm confused. Okay. I'm just going to tell you. Okay. So Blue Lagoon came out first, then oh, Evil really? Dead. Then Blade Runner, then War Games. I was way off then. (laughs) No, you weren't because you had like the first three and then you just tacked Blue Lagoon on the end. Yeah. Okay, cool. That was a really good one. Yeah? Really good one. And I think too, um, I need, I can't do it while we're recording, but I think for this concept of game, I need to be writing them down as we go. I know. I was just thinking that. Because in my head, I'm like, oh, I can't even remember what they were. Um, I've just got my notebook right here. I was just flipping the page. Where am I? Hang on. I was just doing some hold music for you. Thanks. You're welcome. All right. Which came first? Jumanji, Shawshank Redemption, Scream, and The Truman Show. Hey. Scream came first, 
What was the last one? Truman Show. Yep. So Jumanji, Shawshank Redemption, Scream, and The Truman Show. Yeah. So I'm going to say Scream number one. I'm going to say Truman Show number two. Then three for Jumanji and four for Shawshank. Couldn't be more wrong. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So waiting for that. (laughs) It was Shawshank, um, which was 94. Then you had Jumanji 95, Scream was 96, and Truman 98. Oh, God, that was so wrong. <laughs> TikTok oh, was wrong. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. We will get to that. <laughs> All righty. So next one. All Go right. For it. My next one. Okay. Last of the Mohicans, mm-hmm. Hook, Rudy, and Mermaids. Okay. So Mermaids, I think, was 88. Last of the Mohicans was definitely... 90s so to hook was early 90s i'm gonna say two three and then rudy's the one that has me fucked here okay so i'm gonna go mermaids hook last of the mohicans and rudy 100 percent yeah write them down write them down wow good for you well done. That was impressive. <laughs> All right. Reaching for the bin there. Sorry, nothing else. <laughs> Family friendly. Right. <gasps> Family friendly. Brought to you by Bilsons. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Next one. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Which came first? Nightcrawler, The Revenant, Get Out, or La La Land? Or and La La Land, I should say. I'm going, to say that again. I'm, I'm going to say that again for TikTok's sake. <laughs> Which came first, Nightcrawler, The Revenant, Get Out, and La La Land? Nightcrawler, is that the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to say. Fuck. All right. You can say that. Family friendly. <laughs> Family friendly show. Just keeping up appearances. Okay. I'm going to say. Mm, Revenant number one, Nightcrawler number two, La La Land three, Get Out four. Any two you want to switch? Yes. <laughs> Nightcrawler and Revenant. I'm going to say yeah. Nightcrawler one, Revenant two. Hundred percent. So that was yes. The Nightcrawler, Revenant, La La Land, Get Out. So Nightcrawler 2014, Revenant 15, Get Out 17, and La La Land. Oh no, sorry. Uh got. I'm getting it around the wrong way now. Fuck. So, so I did royally fuck it up. No, then. no, no, you didn't. I <laughs> fucked up my answer because I'm looking at the wrong line. So Nightcrawler came out in 2014. Revenant came out in 2015. La La Land in 16 and Get Out in 17. Okay, yeah. It was yeah. the Nightcrawler and the Revenant that I was tossing up. I definitely knew Get Out and La La Land, but it was those first two that I was like, oh, I'm splitting hairs here. Ah, all right, let's go on to the next one. All right, next one. 13. Mm-hmm. Riding in cars with boys, mm-hmm. gone in 60 seconds. Yep. Eight mile. Ooh, okay. So 13. I'm going to say riding in cars with boys, followed by 13, gone in 60 seconds, and eight mile. No, no, not even. I, I, I was thinking out loud. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to say riding in cars with boys, 
20, 60 seconds, 13 and 8 mile. No, no, wrong again. <laughs> Fuck it. What, what's the answer? All right. So you got gone in 60 seconds, which wow, comes in really? first. Yeah. So that was in 2000. And then you've got riding in cars with boys, 2001, 8 mile, 02, and 13 in 03. Yeah, so riding cars with boys feels older to me. That I know, feels, right? That feels definitely late nineties. Yeah, I know, definitely. Okay. Um, fun fact: thirteen came out in two thousand and three. I was also thirteen, so I'm just going to let that. And did sit. that terrify your mother? I never saw it. Oh, okay. Well, it would have. So it was fine. <laughs> I was watching Romeo and Juliet instead. <laughs> yes, excellent. Alrighty, here's my next one. Mm-hmm. Which came first? Big, Robocop, Weird Science, and Risky Business. Mm, you got to fit a cruise in there, don't you? <laughs> Didn't even think of that. Um, it's a good one. Okay, so I'm going to go Robocop number one, Risky Business two, Weird Science three, Big four. Way off. Okay, Way off. so okay. The, the answers were Risky Business in 1983. Okay, yep. Weird Science in 85. Oh, okay. Robocop in 87 and then Big in 88. I felt for sure Robocop was yeah. like way up there. Every time, like I, I know when Robocop was released, but every time I see the date, I'm like, no, like really? Like it feels yeah. like 84, 85 to me. Yeah, it feels like early 80s to me. Like that's, okay, that threw me through a loop. Yeah. All right. All right. Last one. Yep. For me. All right. We have Hitch Perfect. Mm -hmm. Kill Your Darlings. Mm -hmm. Get Him to the Greek. Mm -hmm. And Green Lantern. Ooh, this is a hard one. Okay. So I'm going to say Green Lantern, Get Him to the Greek. Pitch perfect, kill the darlings. Or almost correct. You want to switch switch two? No, just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you switch Green Lantern and get him to the Greek, you've got it correct. Okay. Yeah. Let's pretend I did that. Excellent. Well no, done you me. did great. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't be bothered thinking anymore. So I just Oh, okay. To give up. I <laughs> wasn't yeah. Okay. <laughs> was. Fucking hell. All right, you ready for your last one? Yeah, go for it. The Tomorrow War, The Batman, Ooh. Shazam, Wonder Woman 84, which came first? Or what order were they in? The original, like the, okay, so Shazam is number one. Uh, Tomorrow War is number two, Batman three. Oh, hang on. Did Wonder Woman, no, Wonder Woman came out before Batman. This is okay, Wonder Shaz- Woman 84. Oh, fuck me. Um, Fuck me. All right. Shazam 1. Wonder Woman. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm just going to stick with my original listing. Shazam number 1, Tomorrow Wars number 2, Batman 3, Wonder Woman 4. No. Okay, so yeah, you had think so. <laughs> Shazam definitely first in uh, yep. 2019, Wonder Woman 84 in 2020. Okay. Uh, the Tomorrow War was 21 and then the Batman was 22 last year. Yeah, I was sure about those two being sort of that order, but yeah. 
Mm. Hey, before we move on to other things, I just want to mention one thing which I found interesting because I read it the other day that Timothy Chalamet, you know, my favourite, is um, he is uh, playing Bob Dylan in an upcoming biopic and will be doing all of his own singing, which is not I hard. Bob, Dylan, Bob Dylan's not a hard person to imitate. No. no, I can see that though. I can see him embodying that for sure. I think that's yep. a great casting choice. Not a bad one. I'm look, you know, I, and I, I don't love Timothy Chalamet. We know that, but I don't despise him either. Like if he's on screen and he's good or the material's good, then I can go with it. And the fact that he's playing Willy Wonka in the upcoming Wonka movie, that is very exciting to me. I think he's yeah. perfect for that. Uh, and yeah, this one, look, I'm, I'm on board for sure. Yeah, I would be definitely. I think it's a great choice. The Willy Wonka thing surprises me about you. I didn't know that you would feel like he was the right choice for that. He's perfect because he's playing the um, the Gene Wilder iteration of Wonka. Okay. So it's it's a backstory. It's a prequel to the young Wonka forming the factory. So oh, I see. How I see, he I see. how he came to be the chocolate maker, the great chocolate maker, and how he abducted so, all those. So yeah, in the and... in the canon of uh, Willy Wonka as a story, he is Gene Wilder. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. He's um, eccentric enough. I think, yeah, that's true. I think so. As eccentric enough to play Dylan, eccentric enough to play Wonka. Yeah. Um, I also watched another new movie uh, just recently as well yeah. on the weekend. Um, I finally watched Nope. And I know nope. I'm, I'm very late to the party on this. I'm well aware. I get it. Um, but you know me, I don't, anything that kind of like, it was like, I kind of stay away from, but I felt <laughs> you've watched risky it, today. You've watched it just in time for Jordan Peele's fourth film. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't even know about it's that. It's coming soon, coming soon. But um, yeah, no, this is exciting. Before I let you continue, I just want to say that I'm excited that you've watched this because uh, it's it's you embracing some horror and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, I think of the movie itself, I just love the fact that you're going down this little rabbit hole. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling a little bit braver lately with this kind of stuff. And um, I really, really enjoyed it. Awesome. awesome. Really enjoyed it. What, why don't one, we tell the I've people? I've got one criticism, yep. though. Okay. Uh, it didn't need to be that long. It no, didn't, fuck no. It, no, it did not need to be that long. It was very, very slow in the beginning. Like the second half was Chef's kiss, phenomenal for me, but the beginning was very slow, and that's the yeah. only criticism I'm going to give it. Okay, yeah. So on on Good Movie Monday, Ben and I did a reaction video to this one. We both disliked it a lot. We're not huge fans of Jordan Peele as a as a director. <laughs> Excuse me, not that he's a bad director. We don't like his voice, whatever he has to say. Like it's Get Out was a really good movie. We enjoyed that. We thought this is a guy that's taking elevated horror and he's going to be you know the new M Night Shyamalan the way that we want M Night Shyamalan to be. And he's just, to me, uh, he's becoming M. Night Shyamalan. Like, it's just becoming a bit of a trick that he's doing. And I didn't like Us and I really didn't like Nope at all. Uh, had some okay. great moments throughout. It's very Spielbergian. Um, and some of the best moments shouldn't have even been in there. Like, the whole backstory with the the TV sitcom and the chimps and all and, and the, the monkey. Yeah. Night, right? Didn't need to be there. Like, in and no. of itself, that was a great movie. Like, if they had just done a movie about that. Exactly. Right, so that, I understand the, that you kind of sort of needed a tad of that for yeah. Stephen Yun's character, but, but there, you did not need all of that. It's a whole movie in itself. That's right, and you didn't necessarily need his character either. Like it was just the character put in there, you know. I, to yeah. me, oh yeah, I just 
you're talking about the, the long running time, which I agree with. Remove that subplot and you've got a shorter film. Yeah, for sure. Um, what was Ben's biggest gripe about it? I um, can't remember. It was something to do with, yeah, like this family of like Hollywood horse rearers, right? They breed horses for, yet they didn't seem to really know what they were doing. <laughs> they weren't very good at it. Like for a generation, you know, several generations of uh, horse trainers, they weren't very good at it. But anyway, I'm glad you. Maybe liked that it. just wasn't perceived on film. We'll give it the benefit <laughs> of the doubt there. It's kind of important. <laughs> <that> it, <laughs> it kind of has to be. Let's <laughs> just roll past that one and play another game, shall we? <laughs> All right. What's next? One of our favorites, actually. We well, I like this one because it does get you know the thoughts processing. But <clears> this <throat> one, my friends, is called. One's got to go. Glenn or Chloe, make your choice. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> oh, Lordy. All right. I want you to go first this time. I'm the host and what I say is go. So, so fuck you. All right. Here we go. This so is a really strong drink. One's got to go. Knocked up. 40-year-old virgin. Anchorman or Pineapple Express? Pineapple Express. Incorrect. No, there is what no the hesitation. Fuck? I couldn't sit through that movie. Um, I don't know what it was. I don't know. I enjoy it like almost every other Seth Rogen, um, James Franco movie. That one, I cannot sit can through. I, I don't know what it can is. Can I suggest going back to it? You know, it's funny. Uh, the last... Um, movie night that Ben and I had as in not a theatrical sort of screening night, but at a at home kind of movie night was Pineapple Express. And Ben hadn't seen it before. I'm like, what the fuck? Let's put it on. We were like dying with laughter. I mean, I'd seen it twice, him first time. We were just in stitches the whole way. It just the chaos and the mayhem just keeps escalating all the way through that movie. Well maybe I do need to have a rewatch because I, I just don't feel like I was the right audience and for it. The funniest thing ever, like Dave um Sorry, Dave. Uh, James Franco kicking out the windscreen, but his foot goes through it instead and it gets stuck in the window while they're having a getaway. It's just the funniest thing ever. Okay. I'll give it another chance, but for the sake of this show right now, I'm, that's, that's going to have to be my choice. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, one's got to go, so it may as well be that that's one. That's true. Yeah, well, that's it. All right. My first one for you. <clears throat> one's got to go. Barbarian. Black Phone. Evil Dead. Halloween. Ooh. Okay, so <laughs> I brought out the big gun today. Which Evil Dead are we talking? <laughs> the OG. That one. Really? Okay. Reason being, uh, quite an easy reason actually. Like, because I mean, it's a seminal film, right? It, it kind of changed a lot of things for the film industry and horror in general. But number two of Evil Dead is essentially a remake of number one. So you kind of still get Evil Dead with Evil Dead 2. That's a bloody turnaround, isn't it? You got around that one, all right? <laughs> yeah. So, that I mean, because it's a conversation. If you go and listen to Monday's episode of Good Movie Monday, we have this exact conversation about Evil mm-hmm. Dead because we interviewed the two lead actresses from the new Evil Dead Rise movie. That's on the show, by the way. Go and have a listen to that. Go. And um, tomorrow night on YouTube and um, Facebook, we'll have a video of the interview so you can watch that as well. But uh, we were talking about the the order of the Evil Dead movies, and 
we both agree. Like number one is a great little film on its own, but as far as the overarching storyline throughout the whole Evil Dead series, it starts at number two. So, so if you, you feel like it's kind of a standalone from the franchise. It is. But- and there is a video um, online for fans of Evil Dead that don't know this because a lot of fans can't comprehend how number two is a continuation because it's kind of just a rehash. And Bruce yep. Campbell said, well, if you take the final frame of Evil Dead 1 where the Evil Dead get Ash and then fast forward through the first maybe 10 minutes of Evil Dead 2 to when it lets him go, it then flows on nicely. Okay. All right. Makes no sense to anyone that hasn't seen them, but mm-hmm. yeah. So the there people, is a continu- People at home will know what you're talking about. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. That's the long answer. It was a short answer that I turned like into it. a long answer. I like it. You know I'm always down for that. All right. So one's got to go. Ten mm-hmm. things I had about you. Yep. Clueless. Mm-hmm. Easy A or Mean Girls. Oh, why? Why did you? <laughs> why? Ten things I hate about you, Clueless, Easy A, and Mean Girls. An easy one for me, this one. This is not an easy one for me. I love them all in their own way. I know. Clueless. That's what I'd get rid of too. Yeah, Clueless. It's the one that just never resonated as much as the others for me. It resonates with me. It does resonate with me. I I won't say that about myself. It's just that if I never saw Clueless again, I would be okay with it. But I feel like the other ones are kind of my comfort movies in a way. Like they feel good when I watch them, you know? Both Clueless and 10 Things I Hate About You have TV series as well. Yes, they do. And um, Stacey Dash was in the, she reprised her role as Dion in the um, TV shows as well, didn't she? She did. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh Okay. All right. Glenn, one's got to go. Step Brothers, Ace Ventura, Mean Girls, and Tropic Thunder. Um, That's a pretty easy one, Step Brothers by Country Mile. Really? It's the most yeah. quotable. You can, like, scream it's, along to it. Ace Ventura is the most quotable. Um, That's Ace true. Ventura, I, take Ace, yeah. I take it back. I take it back. Ace Ventura is just, like, game-changing. There is that, that to me, you know, as far as, you know, it's yes, it's, inappropriate in today's world and all that but if you go back to the 90s there was nothing like it it was unrivaled in every sense and it introduced mm-hmm. the one of the greatest comic minds of a generation if mm-hmm. not all time um yeah so i would have thought you would said tropic thunder because it's not as no. hard hitting as the other three no but tropic thunder is a genius well, once again another movie that gets cancelled in today's world because you know we're a different world than what we were then but you know, if those people actually sort of stepped outside of their snowflake, they would realise that that is a really ingenious film. It is. Uh, it's it's a, great. It's a, it's a satire. The things that he makes fun of are actually making him look dumb. Like, it's, you know, it's just they, they take the offence the wrong way when, when they react to that movie. And I think Tropic Thunder is just, it's possibly Ben, um, ben Affleck, it's possibly um, ben, ben, Stiller's, Stiller. ben Stiller's best film as a director. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And Step Brothers, to me, it's just another Will Ferrell movie. Like, it's a vehicle for him. You know, you can watch a dozen of his movies and get the same thing from them. Uh, yeah, probably not as hard-hitting as Step Brothers, I don't think. 
Like if you, it's, it's one of his to, better if, ones for sure. If it's you one of his said to ones. someone, "Step Brothers or Talladega Nights," I mean, you're going to choose Step Brothers. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's that more hard hitting than the other. No, I know, but I think in terms of Will Ferrell <laughs> movies, he has good movies and he has fucking shit yeah, movies. How good was that uh, Eurovision one? No, never saw it. Didn't waste my time. Oh, so good, so good. You're such a. Are you are you being facetious right now? No, that was great. I can't even take you seriously right now. All right, come on. <laughs> What's your next one? Go. I'm the host, do as I say. All right. Romeo and Juliet. Ghost. Call me by your name and the bodyguard. Call me by your name. Is that the Timothée Chalamet? Yeah, that one, Mm -hmm. because I haven't seen it. That was an easy one for me. (laughs) Don't even have to elaborate. Yeah. All right. Benjamin. Super 8, A Quiet Place, Evolution, War of the Worlds. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know where it hits you the hardest. And yeah, you have, like, if anyone's wondering what's the theme there, the theme there is Glenn <laughs> loves these films. Yeah. See, right. I'm learning. Super 8, Quiet Place, Evolution, War of the Worlds. So most people would say it's got to be Evolution. And I say fuck you all because that is such a great movie. We don't need to be friends with them. Um, (laughs) Take it. Take the leg. God, Um, I love that movie. Yeah, that to me is one of the most quotable movies of all time. Quiet Place. Yeah, I kind of saw you choosing that one, actually. I put Uh, it in there because I felt like you would choose that one. If I have to rationalize that, it would be that it's the one film that's kind of been done several times prior. Like, it's not that original it's executed originally, but you know the concept has been done before. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, one's got to go. You're naked, I'd hate that smoke. <laughs> the Naked Gun, Hot Shots, Scary Movie, or Not Another Teen Movie. Ah, oh, that's a good lineup. Good uh, filmathon that one. <laughs> a little too late, Glenn. Okay, a little too late. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Probably not another teen movie because mm, out of all cringeworthy movies, that's by far the cringiest in terms of like, I can't even watch it type thing. So, yeah. See, uh, and that one, like, Scary Movie kind of um, is responsible for that one. So, when Scary Movie came out, you know, it was taking something that Naked Gunner Hot Shots had done in that was, you know, parody and all that and spoof. But then it became very targeted at specific movies. And then mm-hmm. after that, because it had movie in the title, scary movie, then you had a, not another teen movie. You had superhero movie. You had all these movie, movie, movie ripoffs and all that. And mm-hmm. not another teen movie just, it just did nothing for me whatsoever. It was great for unknown, was great, unknown actors who wanted to get into movies so they could have a job because they mostly hired no sort of self-respecting actor would act in one of them um apart from scary movie apart from scary well, movie going backwards very respectable actors would you know in the 80s and 90s when they were doing those movies like your naked it was a different and, you know. it was a different yeah. time that's a whole other set i'm not even like yeah. no disrespect to them whatsoever because that i count that totally separate so and and like you know like i've it's become the theme of this episode like i've been saying that so people are so 
um, sensitive to comedy these days that you, you can't even make lampoony slapstick spoof mm. movies anymore just because someone will take offense to what they're making fun of. And it's like, I tell hell. them to grow a pair of balls, but I get cancelled. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And do, do they have balls? You know, <laughs> don't make assumptions. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> One's got to go. Glenn Splash. Ooh. She's the man. Never been kissed or Annie Hall. She's the man. That's just a no-brainer. I thought this friendship was back on track. I think we've lost it. Well, tell me why that's wrong. Tell me why. Because it's like one of the most perfect movies. You cannot. Uh, there is there is nothing wrong with that movie. Do you want this to go on TikTok? Absolutely. There is nothing wrong with that movie. It is a masterpiece. But let's Amanda Bynes in her heyday, Channing Tatum with his shirt off, hilarious quote. Oh, it's just the ball. The not the balls. It's not the balls. It's just it's really good. I don't know what to say. Um I this is deja vu. This is last week all over again. <laughs> I will concede on that level. I was so wrong. Let's let's it's talk about niche. that. It's a it, niche aspect. You know, it is an elephant in this very small room. Uh, <laughs> so. What did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> this room. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Wow. You got savaged on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I got my ass handed to me, and I'm going to admit I shit the bed on that one. However, for a very, <laughs> caveat here. For a very niche audience, I feel like. <laughs> it would work, but I just don't feel like our niche audience was there I have that two day. Things, I have two things to say about it. Um, in all sincerity, I think, in your defence, I think you misunderstood the concept of a movie marathon and what they are, like, because they are themed. Like, that's the whole thing, right? It's a Mine was themed to what I would like to watch. That's that right. was my theme. And you, look, in, once again, in fairness, you did preface that right at the start. I just happened to conveniently mm-hmm. leave that out of the TikTok portion of the video. Yeah, I know. Thanks. Um, I got to... <laughs> But I feel a bit guilty Lovely too because I, I definitely set you up by the way I put that on TikTok. Um, and, you know, it was fun at first. I'm like, you know, this is, look at this, like, this is correct, <laughs> correct. And then they came on really aggressively and I'm like, Ooh, I'm feeling a bit bad now. Like, I am happy to throw my hands up and say, okay, I admit defeat. <laughs> I admit defeat. I don't take anything personally. All right, uh, that's the way I've grown up. I don't. I try not to take it personally, <clears throat> and I don't really because I don't care. But at the end of the day, I don't care if they like it or not. That for me would be the perfect lineup. So if that's I'm awesome. happy with it, that's all that matters. And TikTok. But tell you what, some great comments in there. Oh, some doozies! Fuck it out. Anyway, that's a dress. Gotta love the world. <laughs> Right, you never you put you never put, twi- you never put Twilight on the back of a fucking movie marathon. <laughs> That's right. You should just do all of them in one movie marathon. Fire out. Which would be all one right. movie and then a bunch of shit movies. So do you have a last one? I've still got one. No, that was my last one. I've been through four. That was your last one? Yeah. Oh, I did your last one. Oh, good. That's that's exciting. Why would we do the the, the I little you know, count. I the don't conversation know. in between games halfway through a game? The curtain comes down again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're listening to this and haven't seen last week or listened to last week's show, 
the movie marathon or filmathon that Chloe proposed, just so you have some context, was Terminator 2, Saving Private Ryan, The Fifth Element, and Twilight. <laughs> well, I can't hear you. Your microphone's died or you've died. I don't know. <laughs> this is great for video. She's healing herself here. I can't hear you. There we go. You're back. You're back. Okay. I'm sorry. I was just dying there. Now that I hear you say it back, it's like, <laughs> what was I thinking? That is a terrible set of movies to watch together. That what the fuck? Oh, that's oh. some good video moment there, people. So I know. admit defeat. I concede. <laughs> shall we? Shall we move on? Please. To some more controversy because we're going to play overrated, underrated. Ooh, okay. This, this is, is a big one because this I could know. get heated. And and it's a tricky one too because I feel like the terms overrated and underrated are misused when we have these conversations a little bit. Because well, I thought that we could we could add in overrated, underrated, and then just rated because yeah. so it's the, hard it sometimes. Because to do this game, you kind of you can't pick mediocre films. You've got to pick ones that have either been celebrated, right. ones that have been like harshly judged. Right. So that's kind of kind of where I've gone for. I've gone for ones I think that have been celebrated this week. Okay. All right. Well, I'll go first and mm-hmm. then um we'll see how we go. So my first one is a 2020 movie. Um it's been done before, as has many of these movies done before, but Emma. Emma, the, the the recent one? Yep. The yeah, 2020. Yep. I okay. think that came out and it and it's I don't think it got enough hype. I think it is, in my opinion, quite underrated. Um I, I watched it with low expectations and I was blown away by it. Good, 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 good. It's just rated for me. This one, I mean it. It was well. I went into it thinking this is another bloody Jane Austen movie. Mm-hmm. Um, came out of it, enjoyed the shit out of it. So I guess I got more out of it than I anticipated. But I, I think it was. I think it got the credit it deserved. The critics rated it. Um, it got a good run. It performed well on home video. I just. I think it hit its audience. It found its audience, and and that's all that matters. I don't. Yeah, I just think it was rated. Yeah, correctly. fair enough. I can see your point of view. I would have liked a little more hype around it. I feel like it's deserved. So I, I would call See, it See, I think but... when we're talking hype in regards to that sort of genre, um, I think something like Little Women got all the hype. Mm, yep. But it was a pretty shit-ass movie. Oh, I so didn't think so. hated that one. Fair enough. All right, what's your first one? Brokeback Mountain. Overrated or underrated? Uh... Did it win the Oscar? It was up for Oscars. I don't remember. if It won an Oscar of some sort. I don't remember which Oscar it won. Okay. But um, it had accolades galore. I oh, This is a really hard one for me because I feel like it was definitely, uh, I'm not going to say before its time, maybe slightly before its time, maybe slightly before people were ready for it. Definitely. Um, and I feel like the movie as a whole, as a whole entity is probably a little bit overrated, but the themes in which they were trying to project 
the were, social relevance. Exactly. I think deserved the hype that it got. So I'm kind of in the middle there with that one. Yeah, look, yes, I kind of agree with you. I definitely think it's overrated, by the way. I enjoyed the film. I liked it a lot, but um, I think too much was made of it at the time. And movies like it had come along before, I guess, just not in a Western context, right? So you had My Own Private Idaho and all those movies that Gus Van Sant was making in the 80s that were tackling this sort of theme and this subject and doing it really, really well. Um, and then this one came along and I guess the fact that it was just two cowboys made it polarizing, like it's, mm. you know, two characters that shouldn't be gay, shouldn't be lovers. Yeah. Um, which is reflected in the story and the reaction the community has to them. But you know what? I just, I guess maybe I'm different, differently minded to other people, right? So I just didn't care that they were gay. Like they were just two characters yeah. that fell in love, right? And I, I sort of, I understood that in the movie, the reactions to that were polarizing. But in the world I live in, it just didn't matter. So I don't. Yeah. yeah. So I think it is like a significant cultural thing as well in the United States. You know, in a lot of uh, their own sort of subcultures, I feel like it is very taboo. Um, yeah. well, in the setting here, that it was, it was like made, like in Montana, for sure. Or it was. But even yeah. even modern times yeah. as well, you see a lot. That's what I meant from like, here in Australia. <laughs> I meant yeah. geog- geographically speaking. Like, Geograph- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like it was sort of generated to create noise around that sort of culture. Whereas here in Australia, I feel like we're a little bit more sort of at least where I grew up, a little bit more progressive anyway, so it didn't make too much of a fuss. Yeah. But fun fact. Yeah. I watched this with my grandma, so. Was that uncomfortable? Really uncomfortable. See, I it watched um, so I watched My Own Private Idaho, with the one I mentioned a minute ago, and my dad walked in the room right at the moment that Keanu Reeves was giving River Phoenix a blowjob all the other <laughs> way around. Um that was an interesting moment. <laughs> Suffice to say, I came back and watched it later. You just see, like, your dad slinking away like Homer in the fences, just like. <laughs> well, I mean, my, my father's not prudish in that manner. It was more how young I was at the time, right? Mm. And he's like, what the fuck are you watching? He didn't mm. say that, but that's what he implied. <laughs> he goes, what What are you watching? So I'm like, oh, I turned it off. I'm like, <laughs> fair call. <laughs> and is that gone yet? <laughs> Press play. <laughs> I finished it. River Phoenix. All um, right. Anyway, so there we go. Okay. My number two, Waiting. Do you know this underrated. movie? Underrated. Yeah. Underrated? Yeah. 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 Good. Definitely underrated. Completely agree. Um, I had to think about Comedy it. Comedy gold. The reason I had to think about it is because that is um what we call the video store crowd type of movie, right? So mm-hmm. back in the yeah. day when we worked the video crowd, they're the precise movies that we knew were fantastic and needed yeah. to be rented. And yet they weren't rented, right? So yeah. we had our own little community of people that love these movies. It's the same with The Wrong Guy with Dave Foley, Ready to Rumble with David Arquette. Like these comedies we knew were much better than anyone else knew. Ladies Man, all the SNL ones, Superstar, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Waiting is one of those. Yeah. Completely agree. Glad we could agree on that one. <laughs> what about Gravity? Overrated or underrated? Is that the Sandra Bullock one? With George Clooney and they're stuck in space. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's stuck in space and has to get home. Oh, no, I haven't seen it, but I'm going to say it's overrated. Okay. Um, I think it's rated once again. It's uh, it's a movie like Avatar. The, the technology of the filmmaking is just so incredible that the story had to be simplistic to tell it. Fair enough. And, I mean, to be fair, like I would watch Sandra Bullock fucking eat dirt. I don't care. She's amazing. 
So even if it is overrated, I'd still watch it. Cool. This one is a big one for me. And I re- I'm really interested in your opinion on this one. <laughs> Chips. Oh. Did you say chips or tips? Chips. Yeah, chips. The and you're talking the the Michael Pena one with Dex Shepard. Yes. Uh, um, that one is underrated, definitely. It got completely savaged when it came out. It and got Dex, Dex Shepard directed oh. it. Um, and when it came out, I laughed from start to finish. Thank I think, you. I think that um, I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Michael Pena um, was the funniest character in the entire movie. He absolutely nailed the comedy. And it when it absolutely bombed at the box office and whatnot. Like it didn't surprise me. These movies tend to do that. But I I I I put this one in the same category as I do with Baywatch in that it is not just a remake, it's a satire. It's yeah, funny as fuck. It's a good one. They this is one of the movies that I sat down to watch and I only watched it because I love Dax Shepherd yeah. so much. So much I love him. And I knew that he directed it and I wanted to give it the time of day. So I sat there with my husband and I watched it. And I don't think (laughs) I stopped laughing the entire – we have both had tears. And that is how you know you've got your audience. I don't know. I think it is so underrated. I'm so annoyed that it got such bad reviews. I just love it so much. I have to admit I only watched it the once. I haven't been back to revisit. I probably will. Definitely will. Was there like a, was there a really gross like shitting moment in that movie? Yeah. Yes. And I'm I remember. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember, yeah, crying with laughter. Those that. two have great chemistry. Yeah. On screen, um, I loved watching it, and I think it is completely underrated. So I completely agree. I'm so happy you agree. Excellent. All right. So my next one, overrated or underrated, is The Greatest Showman. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Because whether it's overrated or underrated, like I think we both love this film. Yeah, I I really like it. Yeah. I didn't love it. I wow. think it, it had uh, a lot more hype. There's your answer. Um, because of Zac Efron and Zendaya and Hugh Jackman, which is great for the movie. The music, the music is just phenomenal, um, which really, really helps a musical. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just, it didn't have me begging to go back to watch it again already. So I think your answer would be overrated. Yeah, I think it's overrated. Yeah, And I do too. I do too. As yeah. much as I love it, um, I was working in the retail space when it came out on home entertainment and i just was blown away by the reaction this movie got like how mm. and it's the same with uh star star is born right uh mm-hmm. loved that movie too but the, the reaction and the hype behind these movies just completely overwhelmed my reaction yeah fair enough completely fair yeah but i agree with you all right this is my last one and uh, i just don't know if i even want to say it but uh <laughs> overrated or underrated scarface Ooh. Okay, now I'm going to say overrated. All okay, right? I'm going to that's, agree with you. Okay. That's going to be really controversial. Um, in I know, TikTok, which is why I didn't want to world. say it. Uh, but my reason being, and I do love Scarface. Like, you know, it's a great movie, but I do think it's overlong. Um, I love that it's gratuitous, but I don't think it's worthy of the cult status it's got. 
Right. I think there's maybe five or six small moments that make it iconic. Um, but overall, and it's the overacting that makes it iconic. Overall, no, there's better movies of a genre. Like it's yeah. the one to pick to put up there, like, you know, as like some kind of pinnacle or something. And, and as far as Brian De Palma is concerned, the director, he's done better. Like it's, yeah. 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 No. Nah, okay. Not. I'm I'm glad I brought this up then because I completely agree with you there. There are some scenes in there that are iconic. Obviously, they're just legendary. But the the movie as a whole, uh, again, yeah. What was Sorry, that? Captain Captain Morgan burps. Um. Yeah. No. I think it is too long. Uh. Yeah. And I and you're right with the cult following there, like. It's got this cult following and I can completely appreciate that because I have that myself for certain movies and I can understand. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you have a cult that. following. <laughs> oh, well, who knows? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think this one is overrated. Awesome. Well, there we go. So we're on the same page. Mm, I'm surprised. I am I think surprised. You're, you're only like a few, a few more slips away from having cult status. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Whatever blows us up, Glenn. <laughs> I, I I know that I, w- I said something earlier in, on the show that I was going to circle back to and I've just lost what that is, which is really pissing me off. We'll come back to it next week. Oh. Jot it down. Jot it down. We'll come back it's to a when? lovely sugary flaving what? Next what? Next time round. Is that what I said? Oh, we'll, come back said... A- we'll come back around. I thought you said next dick. No. <laughs> We're a family-friendly show, Glenn. <laughs> wow. Maybe I did say it. Maybe I'm having an aneurysm. Maybe this has all been in our head and the perverts at home should head over to our social medias and follow and like and subscribe or whatever the youths are telling you to do these days. You can also find our <laughs> podcast podcast in the up late tab on the Good Movie Monday website. And uh, don't forget the well-known Chinese app of the Tickety Talk, who we like to uh, talk to a lot during our podcast vodcast, um, where you'll see us make dickheads of ourselves, even more so than you do right now. <laughs> Isn't that right, Glenn? Oh, yeah, I couldn't have said that better myself. I know. This is why I don't <laughs> do this. Do what? You're also a podcast. Don't do what? Oh, drink. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I'm just waiting for you to wrap the show up. I did, fuck! (laughs) See ya.